Hey Amazonias, welcome back to another episode of The Healing Amazonia. I am coming to you live from Greece, not live, but I'm coming to you from Greece. I came down to spend Greek Easter here. Greek Easter is not usually at the same time as, uh, what, like, what would I say, regular Easter or the majority Easter. Greek Easter or Orthodox Easter is usually at a different time, usually a week or two apart from the majority Easter. Um, and I think it's because we follow a different calendar. So I think we're on a Julian calendar. So that's why our Easter falls on different dates every year. Sometimes though it interlinks. Sometimes it, it's on the same day as, as the majority Easter, which is pretty cool. Um, but I decided that I was going to come down and visit some family in Greece and celebrate Greek Easter with them. So that's been fun. While we are on the topic of Greece and being Greek, let's talk about the title of the show. Now, I it's been titled The Healing Amazonia. What's an Amazonia, though? An Amazon, or an Amazonia, is a warrior woman of the ancient world. They were said to embody courage and bravery and take anything and everything on. So... The reason why I call this page the Healing Amazonia is just because I feel like anyone who, you know, listens to this or uh, becomes part of this community, they have a bravery inside them to face whatever it is they're facing internally, whether it's to do with um, sickness or something physical or mental or emotional. Uh, we have the strength to face it and overcome it. For those of you who don't know, this podcast is related to all things healing. I believe in a holistic way of healing. So I believe that your mind, your body, your soul are interconnected. And thus, to try and mend one portion of yourself is to mend all portions of yourself. There are a lot of things that will manifest physically, for example, like sickness, due to due to sometimes like emotions that we're holding on to or things that don't sit right with our spirit. So I know for me, for example, unforgiveness definitely made me sick. So I held on to a lot of unforgiveness. I didn't know how to let go. And it physically manifested as an autoimmune disease to which I would say that I'm healing. My symptoms are less and less. When I went to go see the doctor, he was surprised about what impact, what parts of my body um that were impacted that aren't impacted anymore he was even like what do you take and i was like well you will never believe this doc <laughs> and he was like i must give this regimen to my people so it's not that i'm fully healed so i have ulcerative colitis it's uh something that impacts your intestines i have ulcers basically in my intestines my body attacks itself when i went in for my colonoscopy um I had a couple impacted areas and now the doctor could only find one impacted area about an inch big. So definitely healing, right? Anyways, enough about that. Let's dive into today's episode, which is resistance. Resistance of negative emotions and why maybe we shouldn't do that even if it feels like we should. By resistance, I mean like avoidance of it, denying it, pretending it doesn't exist, 
trying to overpower it with other things, stuff like that. Okay, so emotions are something we feel, right? I think everyone on this earth, if not the majority of us, experience emotions to some degree on a spectrum. Some of us are very emotional, some of us aren't. But somewhere on the spectrum, we feel something. If you follow the school of cognitive behavioral psychology, then you are a believer that feelings aren't just kind of born out of nowhere, but rather they are created by a thought. Um, this relationship between thoughts, feelings, perceptions of the world, and then behavior, it's, it's a little complicated, but I'm going to just make it simple and we're going to just talk about it uh, in in one direction. We're going to talk about how thoughts lead to feelings, feelings can lead to perceptions and behaviors. And then if your perception of your environment, of your own capabilities is, is kind of like messed with, then you're going to believe that you're not capable of much or your environment isn't capable of giving you much, right? So, and then you will act in accordance and then that will reinforce the thought that you had at the beginning and this vicious cycle will start all over again. Now, I need to tell you guys about a concept that blew my mind and I need you guys to hear it before I move forward with the rest of this podcast. It is that everything in life is fundamentally neutral, except for the meaning that we place on that thing, that situation, or that person. It is then the thoughts around the meaning that leads to the feelings we are experiencing. So in talking about unpleasant experiences, right? Because that's why we're here. We're here to talk about the unpleasant experiences. If we were all just like happy-go-lucky and we weren't experiencing experiencing any unpleasant uh, feelings, we wouldn't be listening to this podcast. So we'll talk about the un the unpleasant feelings, the uncomfortable feelings. We'll use a breakup as an example. So... Uh, breakups are hard because we made our partner equate to something. We made our partner equate to quote unquote soulmate. And soulmate means, at least for me, soulmate used to mean someone who's perfectly suited for me in their imperfection, someone who will be a life partner, someone who is a best friend, someone who's a supporter in my corner, someone who's a chicken soup maker when I'm sick. And a breakup will shake up all of the things I had thought because now my meaning of soulmate is in question. If they're my soulmate, aren't they meant to stick around? So why is this breakup happening? It'll have you questioning your choices, your values, your worth, what, 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 what. Another example we can see in perhaps getting rejected from a job. The job itself is fundamentally neutral. Like, yes, it gives you money. Yes, it's a it's a it's a means to an end. It's a way to make it's a way to make a living. What 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 what? what. But we also attach meaning to that to that um, to that job, right? So job means financial freedom. Job means potential worth. Like you might your worth might be validated in the job that you do, which you know is is external validation. But a lot of us do seek external validation 
from outside sources to tell us about our worth, which is something that we do need to change, but one step at a time. So the job could mean worth. The job could mean a better life. So when we don't get the job, we have thoughts about that meaning, right? About the meaning that we attach to that job. So no job equals no financial freedom. No job equals not a good life. No job equals low worth. Whatever the thought is around the meaning, it subsequently causes the feeling. And these unpleasant feelings are obviously ones that we try to avoid. Most of us actively avoid feeling like sad and angry or we run away from feelings of fear and disgust. And a lot of us hate feeling surprised. We do not want to be caught off guard. These are emotions that make us feel uncomfortable. And just a little side note before we carry on. Um, I learned something this week that I just wanted to share because it helped me articulate what it is I was trying to express. Often sadness, fear, anger, disgust, or even surprised, they usually refer to as quote-unquote negative emotions. However, saying negative emotions can be interpreted as these feelings are bad feelings to experience, which is not the case. These feelings honor the human experience and they should be felt, you know, in moderation, like everything in life. So with that being said, if you ever do hear me say negative emotions, I don't mean never experience these emotions, do all in your power to avoid these, run, 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 run. No, I mean... They are those feelings that make us feel uncomfortable. They're those feelings that don't make us feel warm and fuzzy inside. So if you hear me say, if you hear me say negative emotions, I just mean emotions that make us feel uncomfortable. Not that they should be avoided, just that they make us feel uncomfortable. Anyways, so because these emotions don't make us feel warm and fuzzy inside. We avoid them, we suppress them, we try to distract ourselves from them. However, there's something about dis uh, suppressing them or trying to avoid them that does not assist in our overall healing or our mental health. In fact, it can sometimes, um, not sometimes, it often deepens that feeling that we're trying to avoid or it worsens a behavior as a result so or it makes us think more about the thing we're not trying to think about because we're not trying to feel the emotions associated with the thoughts in doing some research i stumbled on an article by tori rodriguez entitled negative emotions are key to well-being and i will add the link somewhere in the show notes that if you guys want to read it over you please do it, it was fascinating, it was, it was interesting, it was a good article, it wasn't too long, I enjoyed it. But this article talked about a study conducted in 2019 in which participants who suffered from alcohol abuse or addiction were asked to fill out a questionnaire. This questionnaire asked them to assess their urges and their cravings and any attempts to suppress those thoughts. Um... The findings showed that those who fought against the intrusive thoughts harbored more of the thoughts in comparison to people who were accepting of their thoughts. They knew that they were there. Stephen Hayes, a clinical psychologist, has more research and his research illustrates that the more 
someone resists an uncomfortable feeling or an unpleasant feeling, thought or sensation, the stronger and more frequent they become. This does not help our mental health or our resilience against that thing, whether it's going back to an old partner or um, you're trying to stop a bad habit or whatever it is, right? We have these uncomfortable feelings that we don't want to experience. So we try to avoid them, suppress them, distract ourselves from them. But in fact, it's making them grow. It's making it worse. There's something about resisting or fighting against these things that are part of our current thought process that make them worse. There's a way that we have to go about everything in which we accept that this feeling or this thought is a passing feeling or thought and that we can we can repaint our picture in a different sort of way but how do we go about doing this you accept the emotion you accept it for what it is so for example i went through a breakup it was very painful my thought process was why am i not good enough but i would try and push that down which made me think about it way way more so instead i accepted what i was feeling why am i not good enough and that gave me an opportunity to realize that it actually has nothing to do with my self-worth and then it allowed me to partake in some thought work which we'll talk about in a second but i accepted the emotion I also recognized that the feelings I was feeling were not going to be forever. The pain that I was experiencing was not going to be forever. This was a sensation that was um, going to eventually leave my body. And I needed to ride the wave. I also highly suggest taking the time to be reflective and to understand is it that I'm wallowing in my emotion or is it that I'm letting it, I'm letting myself ride the wave? So experiencing pain or discomfort um, is okay, but be careful not to hold onto it uh, to allow it to build up in you as uh, resentfulness or self-hate or unforgiveness or low self-worth, right? So the emotion I felt was sadness and this belief that why am I not good enough? I recognized that this feeling was a sense that this the feeling I was experiencing as a result of that thought was a sensation. And then I also had to recognize when I was wallowing. So was I becoming hateful to myself? Yeah, I was. Um, it's also a good time to establish boundaries, sometimes uncomfortable feelings and emotions depending on the situation, can indicate the way in which you want to be treated. So sometimes when you experience these negative emotions, it allows you to understand where you can set your boundary. Of course, there are some things that happen in life that you cannot set a boundary for, and that's just part of life. For example, death of a loved one. You can't just say, I will never love anyone again. That's not healthy. Even if it makes you feel like the pain is, uh, you're never going to experience that sort of pain again. So it's a good place to set a boundary. For me, 
I realized that I needed to set a boundary with um, the person that I broke up with, that they cannot re-enter my life in and out of the door however they should please because it was impacting my self-worth every single time they walked in and walked out, walked in and walked out. Because every single time I would default to those thoughts of self-worth and it has actually nothing to do, them being coming in and out of my life has nothing to do with me has everything to do with them, but I allow for the door to remain open. So for me, I knew that I had to set a boundary in order to to allow for myself to heal, to allow for the sensations that I was feeling in my body to pass, and to allow for me to do some thought work. And thought work is so important. I was having thoughts that I'm unworthy. Why wasn't my love good enough? What could I have done more? Blah, 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 blah. I had internalized so much, right? And with with uh, thought work or cognitive reframing or cognitive restructuring, where it's like kind of changing your thought process on stuff, it can help you have a more objective thought, allowing for better feelings. You're not you're not repressing the thoughts that you're having. You are putting them on trial, and you're looking at them and you're saying, "Why do I feel like this?" I felt unworthy. I felt unloved. I felt like I wasn't good enough. Why did I feel these things and were they true? Am I unloved? No, I'm not unloved. Am I unworthy? No, I'm worthy just for existing. These are thoughts that are actually facts, right? So I needed to do some thought work and so should everyone do some thought work around um the the feelings that they're feeling uncomfortable for because that feeling is an indicator to uh, a, a potential thought that you might be having and the thought might be factual or it might not be factual have you just experienced maybe some rejection or some pain and now you're using it as an excuse to be terrible to yourself to be a shitty person and say mean things to yourself are you using it to feel sorry for yourself you know, are, is that what's happening or is it is it a fact? Does your thought need to go on trial? So you're going to put it on trial. Now, I'm not saying be like toxically positive. Like I'm not saying that uh, you take your feeling shit so then you must feel happy like you're actually just fine, but you're not. No, I'm saying what is the thought? My thought was that I felt unworthy uh, or I felt worthless or I felt unloved. Are those things true? Absolutely not. They're not true right so then i needed to do some thought work around it to be like okay but what is true and and like you know you want to try and counteract a, a negative thought with a positive thought but what you might be doing is repressing what it is you're actually thinking instead of working through it so sometimes a positive thought is not where you want to jump to immediately also if you don't believe that thought you're less likely to actually tell yourself and believe that thought therefore you're less likely to act and feel um better feelings you know or act in better ways with better behaviors so what you might want to do is set yourself up with starting to think neutral factual thoughts my neutral factual thought is that my love was good enough my neutral factual thought was that i did the best that i could do my neutral factual thought was that I 
can't force anyone to treat me any differently than they want to treat me, to behave any differently than they want to behave. My neutral factual thoughts was I only have control over my reaction. And then if you've ever listened to my uh, podcast on empathy, I do a lot of I do a lot of cognitive empathy in which I try to put understanding behind other people's behavior. In this specific instance, I had to try and understand for me personally, this is what I always do. And, I, you know, I'm getting better at making sure that I don't give I don't let it be a reason that I give someone too many free passes. But I definitely do try to think about other people's behaviors. In this instance, could this person love me if they didn't love themselves, right? Could this person meet me where I needed to be met when they were still in a process of not quite understanding where their path was in healing? I started realizing that these thoughts um, didn't repress my thoughts and feelings that I was having, but rather put my thoughts on trial and allowed me to feel emotions that were maybe better suited for the moment. So I still felt the sadness. It's still sad that someone can't love me the way that I felt like I loved them. However, it's not now sadness around my self-worth, me thinking I'm not good enough. It's still sadness, though. It's still grieving a loss of a person in my life. I'm still experiencing the emotion, and I'm still experiencing thoughts around the breakup. But now the way I'm approaching it is with a better thought process in which I'm having objective thoughts and having understanding thoughts, understanding, I guess, for them, but then also understanding and love for myself, coming to myself in love and not in self-hate. You have to be very careful not to wallow, not to be stuck in, in, in certain emotions. It's still okay to feel anger, sadness, what, 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 what. But when those things start to breed resentfulness or um, self-hate or unforgiveness, then you know that you're not experiencing your wallowing. So things that um, help me with the thought work, like I mentioned, is that um, I, I want to be very careful that the thoughts that I'm having aren't resisting. They're just working through. There's a difference. You work through something or you resist something. You want to make sure that the thoughts you're having aren't necessarily resisting, but working through. So you're putting them on trial, right? I want to make sure that I was reflecting. So reflection was very, very uh, beneficial to me because it allowed me to have the time to look back in this example on the relationship, on my own behavior, on the things um, on the things that might be true in the thoughts and the things that might be false in the thoughts, right? Breathing. So when the sensation hits and the sadness is intense, breathing was very, very, very useful. Deep breathing. Mindfulness was also very useful, especially in moments that I thought that I was going to have an anxiety attack because I felt like I had lost this person. So all of this stuff, uh, very, very useful. I also realized um, instead of resisting emotions, so instead of resisting 
I needed to accept and then let go. So I started telling myself things like I would accept the emotion, like the anger, for example, from the breakup. I would accept that I was angry in the moment and I would let myself be angry and I might write it down or I might tell it to my sister and I would or I'd be sad and I'd cry it out or something. And then afterwards, after I felt that emotion, I would tell myself, I release you. I absorb um, only things that serve me and I release the things that don't. And I found for me, this was very beneficial. And I don't think I would have found myself in the position that I am now had I tried to just suppress my feelings. Because after the the breakup, in this example, after the breakup, I did try to suppress my feelings. I tried to go running, try to eat better, try to do this, try to be a workaholic, try to go see friends all the time. And these things were like, you know, they were they were good. Like those things are, they're not bad. Like exercising is not bad. But they were resisting what I was feeling and the feeling was getting more and more and more and more and more intense. And my thoughts were getting more and more and more and more and more intense. And they weren't good thoughts. I was starting to dive into self-harm thoughts. And these thoughts are terrible. But in, in allowing myself to experience the emotion from the thought that I'm having, and then putting my thought on trial, and then working from that and working through that, I started to just, you know, let the sensation, I let myself experience the sensation. And then I would tell myself, I release you because I do, I release all that does not serve me and accept and absorb all that does serve me. So in that moment, whatever was serving me would remain and whatever is not serving me is released. So my anger in the moment served me. When I released it, it's gone now. It no longer serves me to stay angry. But if the emotion should reappear in two days, it's okay again. I'll let myself experience the sensation and I'll let myself know once, you know, it's passed and I've had my moment that I release whatever does not serve me and I absorb anything that does does serve me. I hope that was helpful and I will see you guys soon with another episode. I kind of want to dive into pain versus suffering because uh, I keep seeing it pop up everywhere. So I feel like that might be the next, the next big thing, the, ma- the next podcast. So I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Please continue writing in, message me. Um, I got such a sweet message from the last podcast, uh, it made my day. So if you want to make my day, send me a message on Instagram. Uh, you can find me at uh, Rhea underscore Amazonia underscore on Instagram. And yeah, bye guys.